Matt Stepp, this is the first of five preview episodes of Tep and Step leading up to week one of the 2023 Texas high school football season. Is that too much content? It's never enough. Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. And this is probably what you signed up for. Let's be real. Yeah, this is the nerddom that you've come to expect from us because... You know, coaching school's fun. Seven on seven's fun. It's it's the chips and salsa. If, if you signed up, I gotta be honest. If you signed up just because you wanted the seven on seven preview episode of Tap and Step, we like sicko. God bless you. That's wonderful. No, this this is Greg Tepper. You know when you go to a Mexican restaurant and, and you order fajitas, I do. And the waiter or waitress is around the corner, and you can hear the sizzle of the fajitas. <laughs> The, the the fajitas are sizzling right now. I, we can hear. It's like it's not here yet. No, no. It's it's in the it's in the other room. Like they gotta go through the little corridor because yeah. this is an old house that they yeah. built a, yeah. a Mexican food restaurant in. Oh, but a, Mexican food in an old house yeah. is that's what Alicia's and Alp and Alpine is. Oh yes, it is yeah, old uh, house. But it's so it's in the other room. But you know it's coming. It's coming. You, you can, can you can hear. It. Oh yeah, you can, you sm- can smell, you can smell the waft of the steak and Absolutely. the chicken. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, because because it's preview season here on Tep and Step. This is your Class 1A and Class 2A preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. We're going to be going region by region of both Class 1A and Class 2A today. Mm-hmm. The next episode will be Class 3A, then yes. 4A, then 5A, then 6A. Yeah, but We're going to record two episodes this week. Yes. We're going re- to be back on Thursday. We're, we're going to be back on our bullsh. Um, right. here uh, because it is football season around here so we've got a lot to get to in this beefy uh, punishingly long episode <laughs> of Tep and Step <laughs> but we will start as we always do Matthew with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Mm, sweet clean Country Meats. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. Have a team in need? Country Meats makes fundraising easy and lets you earn 50% profit. Reach your team's goals fast. Use discount code STEP10 at checkout for 10% off your first order at countrymeats.com. That's promo code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. We saw them at coaching school. We did. And they, I I got some country meats. You got some country I meats? I got a handful of country meats. Can you can you smuggle that? Because I know you're going back up to Canada at some point. Can you smuggle those over the border? I smuggled Kit Kats in for Cluley at Mount Pleasant. Uh, and I can smuggle country meats for me and the lovely Mrs. Step. And can't, when I bring them up, I say, hey, these are not urban. No. These are country. These are country. These are country. Meats. These are the country mates. Uh, it's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Matt Step, we are going to be talking a lot about small schools today. Sure. Uh, it's the smallest 11-man classification and the smallest overall classification mm-hmm. with six-man. My question for you, Matt Step, who is the only UIL Texas high school football team to play in a state championship game in both the smallest 11-man classification – 
and the largest 11-man classification. Ooh. Wow. That's a good one. That is a good one. I've had one. this one in the chamber. Man, <laughs> this is a good one. The only one to play in both the largest and the smallest. And I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally phrasing that in that way. Mm-hmm. We're talking 11 man, so not six man. So yeah, 11 yeah. man, because obviously the... the some years B has been... Yes, like, yeah, exactly. Some years has been 2A, Before 1A. the divisions and stuff, yeah. Is it Katie? The answer is Katie. <laughs> Boom! The Katie Let's Tigers go. played in their first ever state championship game in 1959 when they took down Sundown 16-6 to in the Class A state championship game. It would be another, let me see if I can do some quick math, 35 years, I think? Yeah. yeah. Katie went through some rough times as they grew. Before they made it to another state championship game, this one. The mid-80s? In fi- 1994. Oh, wow, mid-90s. In 5A Division One. So their first state championship game, they played against Sundown. Mm-hmm. And their second state championship game, they lost to Plano. Yeah. <laughs> what a... Well, how, how what a weird side of Katie and Sundown lined up and played each other. <laughs> Katie today. Tigers and and the wanna, Sundown Roughnecks uh, played played in a state championship game against one another. I, I mean, got heck, that one right. I was talking trash to the microphone, kind of like Bloomgren did at coaching school. When he was talking trash to the to the arm wrestling yeah, machine. I know. I was, yeah. the, you can't see me. You did, and, yeah. and you nailed it. That's thank you, right. Thank you. The Katie Tigers, the only team to play in the smallest eleven man classification mm-hmm. state championship game and the largest. That is a fun fact. There you go. There's your Texas high school football. Fun fact of the week. All right, Matthew, it's time to get into preview season. We are going to go into uh, each classification, each division of each classification. We're going to go smallest to largest, all the way up the chain, and we're going to be talking uh, 1A all the way up to 6A. Now, for those who don't know, we are going to— Not today. Not all today. but Not all today. Uh, for those who don't know, we're going to go region by region— uh, we're going to pick out, and at the end of every class, uh, every division, we're going to pick out our preseason regional champs and our preseason state champion. Uh, so we've got a we got a little format here that we go mm-hmm. by here on the, on the preview show. Uh, for those some producing on the fly, there's a little producing that goes on. Um, you should know um, that Matt Step doesn't do six man. You're not a no, six man guy. Not a six man guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You've 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 got there are things that you're into that other people are not, and mm-hmm. there are things that uh, that you're not into that other yeah. people are, and that's okay. We're all consenting adults here. It's different strokes for different <laughs> folks. So let's talk a little. So I will do the heavy lifting here on the six man front. So we're going to start with the smallest UIL classification, Class One A Division Two, and you may remember that One A Division Two was won in rather emphatic fashion by the Benjamin Mustangs last year. They brought home their first ever state championship wire to wire number one weren't they wire to wire number mm-hmm. one i do see i remember that they are a fascinating story this year because benjamin is the uh starts the year as the number one team in dave campbell's texas football and there is plenty of reason to believe that they will in fact go back to back um specifically as of the time of this recording <laughs> they've still got that guy Mm-hmm. Grayson Rigdon. Grayson Rigdon, uh, of course, was the state championship game, I believe, dual MVP as a freshman at Strawn. He then transferred to Benjamin, and he beca- and he was a state championship MVP at Benjamin, leading them both to state championships uh, at Strawn and at Benjamin his freshman and sophomore years, respectively. He is, um, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Mike Reiner who I believe he, he, he was talking about the, about LeBron James when he was really in his prime, saying that whoever has LeBron James is going to certainly be in the mix for a, a, an NBA championship. 
Agree. Grayson Rigdon is the LeBron James of six-man football. Whoever has Grayson Rigdon will be on the short list of contenders. Now, we're on the premium podcast, so I don't mind saying this. Yeah, you know, we, you're, you, we're you, amongst friends. You come for a little scuttlebutt. Here's the scuttlebutt. We have been hearing for months, months, rumors that Grayson Rigdon could be transferring. Mm-hmm. That he could be moving. If you don't know, his dad is an assistant coach. Uh, he was an assistant coach on uh, on on the the Strawn team in his freshman year in 2021. Mm-hmm. He was an assistant on the Benjamin team 2022. Just, so basically, and with his older brothers, there's a his, He's bounced yes, around. He's, he's been at multiple. I, mean, I, I I'm not not a yeah. six man guy, but I know this. You know the Rigdon the Rigdon name. Oh yeah, and, and it's big in six man football. And Grayson Rigdon's the best of the big bunch. and controversial. The other thing about because his dad is an assistant coach. He can basically I'm not I am not implying wrongdoing, I want to be very clear. But he can basically transfer with impunity. He can yeah, go his dad gets hired. His dad gets hired, you can you can go along with your dad. You know what I mean? That's not to say again, I'm not accusing anybody of wrongdoing. That's just the, the simple fact. It's just the reality of the situation. Take a, take a look at what's happening with Vandegrift. Vandegrift is getting Deuce Adams, the star quarterback from New Braunfels Canyon. The reason they're getting new, uh, him and his brother Eli Adams, both of which are really good players, is because his dad is now an assistant coach on the Vandegrift team. Mm-hmm. That is that is a common thing that happens in Texas high school football. Right now, as of this recording on July 24th, Grayson Rigdon plays for Benjamin. For us, that is enough to make them the number one team in the state. Now, what's interesting is that he is one of only two returning starters from last year's team. They get really hit hard by graduation, does his Benjamin team. Yeah. But but they got Superman. They got Superman, and that, that is enough for us. Got that guy. They've got that guy. They look like the favorite on the left side of the bracket on Region 2. On the right side of the bracket, I look at Oglesby. Oglesby is a team that went 11-1 last year. Uh, they, they came up just short to Oakwood, but they bring back a ton. They lose just one player from last year's team, bring back 14 of their 15 lettermen. They're going to be in the mix. Balmeray in Region 1 is going to be in the mix as well. Uh, Vance Jones is a name that is, is legendary in six-man football, and he they, they were really – last year was supposed to be the year they took their lumps, and all they did was make it to the regional final – and go 11-2. and two. They're going to be in the mix as well. I would also lump Whit Harrell in on that short list on Region 1. Speaking of which, we'll go region by region. We mentioned Balmeray. Balmeray, of course, is going to be in that mix. I love what Whit Harrell brings back as well. Whit Harrell was the regional champion last year, made it to the state semifinals, but that was a close game, close low-scoring slugfest game with Balmeray. We expect it to be a really good one again this year. Uh, I would keep an eye on Klondike. Klondike was a team that was extremely good last year, 8-4, and four, uh, a district champion, and they bring back five starters on each side of the ball. Uh, the sleeper in this region would be a team like Groom, which went the weird 6-6. Six and six. They played a very difficult non-district schedule, but they bring back a ton of experience. That's hard to do in six-man because they still only take... Yeah, two only take two. They, so. so they went into district play at uh, they went in district play at two and five. Okay. Yeah, and then and then uh, finish six and six. Um, I would also keep an eye on Amherst. That's a team I'm pretty high on uh, coming off of last year uh, at an eight three year, and then maybe Silverton. The Owls are a team that I'm excited Amherst. about. Amherst. That's a one of the rare six man teams east of thirty five. Uh, yes, very 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 rare. Um, Region two. We mentioned Benjamin. They are the team to beat, uh, and they do look, in my opinion, as long as they've got. Grace and Rigdon, they're going to be the team to beat in Region 2. If it's not them and they fall back to the pack, I think there's three teams that could, three, maybe four teams, maybe five teams that could really, like, there is a, there is a, kind of gauntlet there's a there's a wood chipper waiting for them if they fall back to the pack 
Jayton's going to be really good. I'm very high on Motley County last year. Uh, took their lumps, but still made it to the playoffs. I think that culture is going to do wonders for them. Uh, Newcastle brings back every one of their starters, lose just one of their play, one of their lettermen from last year. Throckmorton's a team with plenty of pedigree, coming off of a run to the to the uh, the region, or rather the area around. And then last year, and then I would also keep an eye on Strawn. Strawn is a team that Coach Dwayne Lee is one of the very best in, in the oh, state. Yeah. He's going to be in the mix, and 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 they they were very young last year, and they look like they're going to be on a, a bit of a revenge tour. So again, Strong's one of those teams that, I, like I said, I, I, yeah. they're always yeah, – that, that's a that's the Alito six-man, basically. Again, all of that is contingent on Benjamin falling back to the pack. If they fall back to the pack, the pack is dangerous. But Benjamin does look like the, the, the team to beat in Region 2. On the other side of the bracket, we talked about Oglesby. Love what they bring back. I think they've got the requisite depth uh, to really make a run. They bring back – they lose just one player from last year's team uh, that, that played Oakwood to essentially the final the final gun. Uh, o- Oakwood is probably the, the chief challenger to them. Uh, they were the team that made it to the state semifinal uh, last year. They bring back eight starters total and have a ton of speed. Uh, if you're looking for a team to dream on, I'm pretty high on Iredell. Iredell finished five and six last year, but they bring back nine starters, and I think they're going to be big. They're going to have some beef up front, which can 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 be a real equalizer in the six-man game. I'm really excited to see them. Uh, another team that I'm interested in is Bluffdale. They were a real darling of Dave Campbell's Texas football last year, made a great run. You watched uh, them play last year. 11-2, made it to the regional final. Uh, and they're, I think they're going to have a balanced offense, but they lose some of their star power from last year's team. The question is, can they replace that? Uh, but Oglesby and Oakwood look like the two teams that are going to be duking it out for regional supremacy in 1A Division 2 Region 3. If it's not them, Maybe it's a team like Bluffdale, or maybe it's a team you can dream on, like Iredell. And now in Region 4, you've got the team that made it to the state championship game last year, their first ever trip, the Lorraine Bulldogs. They are going to be uh, they are going to be reloading a little bit. Uh, they are not going to be very deep, but they may. But I think that they will have an opportunity to again make the playoffs. But then I do think that they are going to be uh, really challenged by a team like Cherokee. Cherokee is a team that uh, the real surprise for us was when uh, was when Lorraine beat Cherokee in the regional final. That was the real surprise. Twenty-four to six game. I think Cherokee's going to be back in that mix as well. Uh, Richland Springs. Uh, it's death taxes in Richland Springs. Mm-hmm. They start the even, but the the question for them is going to be literally who coaches them. Jerry Burkhart is suspended for the next three seasons. Mm-hmm. We do not know, or three years. I think it's three years from the time it it, it came down. So. Technically, I think it could. I think it would be three seasons. It came. It came down middle of the year. Middle didn't of it? the year, I want to say. So, so two and a half. Se- he'll two and a half. Yeah, two and a half seasons. seasons but yeah. he will be. Uh, but we do not know who's going to coach them this year. But they do have eight starters back from a team uh, that was eight and two last year uh, and made it to the uh, the second round of the playoffs. And then, if you're looking for a team to dream on in Region Four, I really like what Rising Stars got going. District champions a year ago, nine starters back. This is going to be a team that's got plenty. Got got a decent amount of depth. Uh, and I think that they're going to be pretty successful. I'm excited to see what Rising Star has to offer. So right now, sports gun to my head uh, in 1A Division 2. I'm going to go with Balmeray to win Region 1. I think that they, they, they avenge Whit Harrell uh, and get to a regional, uh, get to a state, uh, a regional, uh, rather state semifinal. 
I still going to go with Benjamin. I do think they're in the deepest region, which makes that really interesting. And if the rumors of a transfer are true and Benjamin does fall back to the pack, then think then it's wide open in region two. But I will go with Benjamin right now. I'll go with Oglesby in region three. I think that they've got that depth, and I think that they're they're hungry to come back after uh, falling short to Oakwood. I think they get the better of Oakwood. And then region four, I'm going to go with Lorraine, although I do think Cherokee is right behind them and lurks as well. As far as the state championship is concerned, I am going to go with Benjamin over Oglesby, but that is, again, a lot of this is contingent on one guy and where he ends up playing, what jersey he ends up wearing. So there you go. There's 1A Division 2. On to 1A Division 1 we go, and up here you may remember the defending state champs there, uh, back-to-back defending Mm -hmm. state champs the Westbrook Wildcats and coach Homer Matlock has built a real powerhouse there. I wrote this in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. I talked about how this Westbrook team looked like this Westbrook program looked like they had those hallmarks of a potential dynasty. Well, now they're back to back and they start the year number one. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to like about this team. They are really, really talented on the on the top end. They they do have some some big shoes to fill, and their depth is going to be uh, attested. But I think that that frontline talent is going to be very, very. Very ex- explosive and fun to watch. It's been an incredible run for them the last few years. 2019, remember, they were 4-6. and six, And now they've gone back-to-back state champions and a chance to make it three in a row. They're going to be the favorites out of District 8 in Region 2. Let's go. Uh, they've got just one real quick note on Westbrook. Yeah. Plus to give your voice a break. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at it. And from a number standpoint, Westbrook, Westbrook's got – they. Even though they bring, they have twelve Letterman back, mm-hmm. which is a lot for that's us. Lot. And considering they only have three starters back, that's show, that shows like they're probably carrying 20, 25 kids. I remember when they ran out there. And for they the probably state have a, I think they have a JV team too. Yeah. Like they've got numbers. I, I think when they ran out there for the state championship game, I want to say you're right. Yeah, they do have a JV team. The JV team that went seven and two, so they've got some depth there. Yeah. Uh, but this is, uh, I think that this senior, this senior class is the one that Homer Matlock's been really excited about. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, region two, uh, region. Uh, three and and the favorite to come out of Region Three, in my opinion, although Region Three, it's kind of co-favorites, and we'll get to it in a moment. But Gordon and Abbott are going to duke it out for Region Three, and in my opinion, they're going to duke it out for a place at AT and T Stadium. Gordon and Abbott are going to be really fun to watch. Those are really the the contenders. Happy and Jonesboro round out our top five. When you go over to Region One, Region One's the region we haven't mentioned. They do not have the only region without a team in the top five. Is that right? Oh no, Happy. I mentioned them. Huh. Happy starts the year uh, as the favorite in Region 1. They won the region last year, a state semifinalist, and then they gave Westbrook a real run, 40-30 to 30 in the state semifinals. Uh, they bring back half their starters from last year's team. Uh, they are a team that I know they're, they're really excited about the youth movement that's coming up, especially this junior class and this freshman class. I think they're really excited about that. I think Happy strikes me as a team that – this could be the year before the year. Happy, Depending on how realignment goes for them, I do think that this could be the year before the year, but I do think they're the favorite. Uh, the team right behind them is probably Knox City. Now, the reason Knox City's here is they were pretty good last year, you know, made to the second round of the playoffs uh, before they got trounced by Happy, 50 to nothing. Mm-hmm. However, they bring back every starter. They bring back 19 of their 20 lettermen. 
That is insane. That's crazy. So Knox City is going to be in that mix as well, simply from an experience perspective. I love what they bring back there. Uh, Follette is in that mix as well, another program that really needs no introduction in the six-man ranks. And the the, the team that I kind of latched onto last year, and I'm excited to see what they do kind of as a repeat, is Nazareth, the Swifts. Mighty who, Swifts. Who had, a, who had a great year last year, a 10-win season. I need to look at the last time they had a 10-win season. It had been a minute. They do have a couple of pieces to, to replace, but I think that Nazareth, if uh, this is a big year to prove they have st- staying power there mm-hmm. do the Swifts uh, there in, in Nazareth. Big basketball school. Oh, yeah. Really good at basketball. Big uh, girls basketball, right? Yeah. And very good at boys, yeah. too. Yeah, their, girl, their girls basketball program is a dynasty unlike any other they, any sport in Texas. They, they are athletic. On to Region 2. That's where Westbrook lives. They're going to be the favorite out of Region 2. The, the, the chief challenger to them is probably Rankin. And, and there's been maybe no team as consistently excellent over the last four years as Rankin. They have uh, had f- uh, double-digit win seasons each of the last four years. And a quick scan shows that I believe they're the only team in 1A Division. No, that's not true. The only other team to do that is Jonesboro in 1A Division 2. Mm-hmm. There's only been two teams to have double-digit win seasons in the last two last four years. Uh, Rankin is one of them, and they're going to be in the mix. They're going to have speed. They're going to have athleticism, but they are going to be rel- relatively young. They've only got five starters back from last year's team. Buena Vista was a team we kind of fell in love with last year, uh, a team that really took their, uh, their, their lumps early in the season, uh, went into district play uh, at at, uh, let's see, they finished 7-5 and five and then went 3-0 in district, carry the 4. Uh, the, so they, they went in there with a 3-4 uh, a, a, a and four record into the play, into the, into the uh, district play, but ended up getting hot in district play and running to the second round of the playoffs before they ran into Westbrook. They've got eight starters back. I'm excited what they what, to see what they have. And then I would keep an eye on Whiteface. Whiteface is a team that kind of came out of nowhere, a 9-3 and three team a year ago, and it was, it was really a breakout season for them. Uh, it feels like that's been building to something. You go back, they've gone like 3-7, and 4-6, and 2-7, and 5-5, five and, five, and then last year, 9-3. and three. Another question as to whether or not they have that staying power. There are also two teams that had uncharacteristically poor seasons last year that have plenty of pedigree that you have to keep your eye on, and that's Borden County and Garden City. Mm-hmm. Two teams that... Uh, two teams that uh, uh, Borden County missed the playoffs. I believe it snapped a long playoff streak for them. They missed the playoffs, but they're going to be hungry to come back. They've got all but one starter back from last year's team. And then Garden City. Garden City is a team that uh, that did make the playoffs last year. They have a ton of rebuilding to do, just one starter back on each side of the ball. How much, uh, again, a lot of this is dependent on, on Westbrook and can anybody dethrone Westbrook. But there is, again, a, a deep crop of teams that it wouldn't be a surprise if they made a run, especially Borden County and Garden City, simply because of the pedigree that they've got. Over in Region 3, we talked about Gordon. The Longhorns are going to have tons of speed. They've got nine, uh, uh, they've got 11 starters back from last year's team. Uh, they're a team that made it to the, uh, the, the regional final last year where they came up short to Abbott. Abbott is going to be the team to keep an eye on there as well. Abbott's an interesting story. Terry Crawford, the longtime coach, our friend mm-hmm. Terry Crawford, announced that this is going to be his last year. He okay. announced that he is re- he is retiring at the end of the year. I believe he's going into ministry. I think he's been he's been he's ah, going to be like the pastor yeah. of the local church. Okay, which suits him. He's it's, a good he's a good talker. Yeah, he, he's tight. He's tight with the like upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe. I haven't had this confirmed, but I know that his son Kyle is going to be the odds-on favorite to uh, to 
take over for him. So, But they would love to send him out uh, with a state championship. Of course, they made it to the state championship game last year. They do have that title back in 2015. Uh, how does Abbott kind of replace some of the playmakers they've got? They need to find a quarterback. But you remember, they, they, they lost their starting running back in, a, I want to say, the third round of the playoffs. And they just turned into turned to Mason Hell, and he took them the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um They've got depth. They've got depth of talent. The question is going to be, in a lot of ways, can they find that quarterback? And then what happens when they match up with an angry Gordon team that really wants another uh, another shot at them? I would also lump uh, Union Hill into this mix as well, a team to keep an eye on. And then maybe a little farther down the road, uh, Blum would be a team to keep an eye on, whose defense is always going to be sturdy, but they have a lot of replacement to do. They lost nine lettermen from last year's team, which in the six-man ranks is a ton. Yeah, that's a lot. And then down in Region 4, the, the longtime power here in Region 4 has has been Jonesboro. We mentioned uh, Rankin and Jonesboro, the only two teams in 1A Division Two who have won, or 1A Division One rather, that have won four uh, double-digit games in each of the last four seasons. Coach Eddie Gallegos, one of the very best coaches in six-man football, and he's going to have another good squ- uh, squad here. Five starters back on offense. They lose just three lettermen from last year's team. May is going to be in that mix as well. Now, May is a team that has great pedigree, but last year was was disappointing. They ran the ran Erion County in the first round of the playoffs. But Erion County, of course, was the team that won the region, kind of surprisingly. They, they won the region, but they have a ton of replacing to do. They, their speed's going to be good, but they are going to be young, and they're going to be kind of smallish. So a lot of it's going to be dependent on how well they hold up in the trenches and how well those youngsters kind of develop if the Hornets are to make another run. Medina is another team I'm high on. Medina was a team that came up just short in the second round to Jonesboro, gave them everything that they won. Wanted, but they're going to have a lot of skill position guys there as well, just Medina. Mm-hmm. So Jonesboro, May, Medina, and Erion County is the way we have it right now. Those are the, those teams are four of the top 11. That is the most tightly packed region. I think if you were to have a party crasher in, this, in a region, this would be the one where it is because these are tightly packed. Is it a team like Leverett's Chapel, who has a ton of defensive experience coming down? Is it a team like Chester, who I think could have a, could make a run? I think 1A Division One Region 4 is going to be really fun, especially when we get to the playoffs. Sure. So, we take a look at 1A Division One as a whole. Uh, right now, Region 1, I'm going to go with Happy, although I do think Knox City is going to be in the mix. The question is, like, can they make up 50 points worth it's of a difference? a big spread to make up. Exactly. In one year. I would love to, I would love to see it, but I think that Happy's got to be your favorite. I'm going to go with Westbrook in Region 2, but again, I think that it is tighter than it was last year because of some of the playmakers they need to replace. I'm going to go with Abbott in Region 3. I think Abbott gets it done again over Gordon, but it's going to be another tight game. Uh, I think Abbott finds a way through. And then Region 4, I'm going to go with Joe. Jonesboro to win the region as well. And for a state championship game, I'm going to go for a complete repeat. I like Westbrook to take down Abbott in a state championship game in 1A Division One. So there you have it. 1A Class 1. Craig Tepper's 1A Opus. There we go. That's right. There's your there's your 20-minute rant on six-man football. I hope you enjoyed that. All right. We're now going to expand the field. We're going to make it a little mm-hmm. bit wider. We're going to make it a little bit longer. We're going to make the uh, we're going to make the goalposts a little bit taller. Can throw five more guys on the field. Throw a few more guys on the field. Yeah. Let's talk 11-man, and let's talk the smallest 11-man division, 1A or 2A Division 2. Let's now, do it. The defending 2A Division 2 state champs, are the Albany Lions. Mm-hmm. Of course, what a great story they were with uh, Denny Faith finally getting that long-awaited state championship. They start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Matt Stepp, agree or disagree with your own magazine? <laughs> disagree. <laughs> All right. 
disagree. Okay, you you're you're you're. You want my state champion pick now? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay. We have Albany number one. Yes. Part of that, I think, is when we put together the rankings, we take a look at a number of factors, and the 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 number one factor you will see that that outweighs most things is how have you been recently. And say this about Albany, and say this about Denny Faith. There are a few teams that have been as consistently excellent. No doubt. Over, geez, over the last quarter century. Yeah. As all of them. They're, you can almost book them for the third round every year. Every year. Yeah. And they bring back a couple of their key pieces. I think that they are going to be in the mix once again. And um, I don't know. I, like, the question is going to be, like, last year has to feel so emotional, right? The coach, like, the, Denny Faith wasn't saying it. He was like, I just want to win a state championship for my guys. But the players afterwards were like, we want to win one for Coach Faith. Yeah. We want to go and do it. They finally did it. Now they bring back Adam Hill, Zane Wagner, Wyatt Windham. They bring back a good amount of that yeah, team. Six on both sides of the ball. This, is, this has, in many ways, all the hallmarks of a team that's going to repeat. Yeah. And yet here we go to Matt Step hater. Clearly, I hate your favorite team. It's clear. <laughs> I, it's hard to repeat. And I think they're, the Div- Division Two as a whole, I think there's other teams that have improved. And, I, you know, I just – and sometimes I like, to, I like to go out on a limb a little bit okay. and kind of go against the status quo at times. There's, some, there's times where I do go – I go with the flow. But in this case, I think there is at least one team that I think can get past Albany this year. Okay. So I would, I would also say and, – and let me try this on for size. The power in Division Two, in my opinion – pretty clearly lies west of 35 yes like you look up and down our re- our, our 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 top 10 right albany west of 35 mm-hmm. mart right on 35 right on 35 but technically east of 35 technically east. new home west mm-hmm. wellington west bremont east collinsville west mm-hmm. right uh, and that's probably and that, so. So what well, you're talking which, about? Which 35? Oh, I guess that's ah, uh, good point. I think 35e. I think they're they are they do they split the 35s? I, I'm checking now. I know I know the general vicinity where Collinsville is. So we were talking about five of the top six west of 35, which could make and we talked about this a lot with Mart that that region three, region yeah, four, east of 35, Collinsville's east. Never mind. Four four of the top five. Um, we talk about the, like re, the the left side of the bracket. It does feel a little tilted, at least towards the top. But I do think maybe the depth at re, in Region Three and Region Four is better than it has been in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, especially in Region Three. I mean, March just yeah. you just literally pencil them into the f- the fifth round, and probably they're not going to have a game closer than fifty points. Yeah, and they're. they're y- they're still the heavy, heavy favorites to get to the fifth round. I do think the region, region three, has improved a little, a little bit. Maybe Mart has to play their starters for a, 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 three quarters. I mean, it's been to that point. You look at Mart's yeah. playoff scores in region three; it's been just it's demolition. Been, it's been, it's yeah. been, it's been bloodbath. You could say maybe has hurt Mart the past couple yeah. of years because they're not getting tested. Yeah. Whereas you come out at the left side of the bracket, if you can stay healthy, you've run a gauntlet. Absolutely. All right, Matthew. Let's go to region one. 2A Division 2, Region 1, where, again, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you draw the contender line at two teams or three teams? Because I think that's the real question in Region 3, or Region 1, rather. 
two teams. You dropped two teams? You're a hater. You know why? I know. I, I, the, 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 <laughs> listen. Be more. <laughs> Sunray. My boys. On paper. I love this Ten team. starters back on both sides of the ball from a 9-3 and three team, including Armando Lujan. The state's leading passer. Yeah. I, I don't have any doubts that Sunray is going to be able to put up points on, on any team they play. Mm-hmm. I, I do have questions about their defense. That especially. is fair. <laughs> now, they, should they be better? Yeah, they bring back 10 starters. They'll be better. But there's still two teams in Region 1 that I think play a little defense and can can keep up with them. Wellington's especially a challenging matchup because of how they operate offensively mm-hmm. and just can play keep away. I think New Home would just be like, all right, Sunray, you want to go toe-to-toe? Let's roll it out. Let, let's First yeah. one to 60 wins. So, uh, And I think New Home is just a little bit better in the trenches on both sides of the ball than Sunray. That, so Sunray, I think Sunray is clearly the third best team in this region, but I think there's a gap between Wellington and New Home and the rest of the field. I really it's, – it's, it's weird to be saying this about this, saying this about this team because I think they're at least a little bit off our radar last year. But, dude, New Home is – they're ready for prime time. If, yeah. you are, if this is a team that you haven't heard of, Coach John Ward has got this team cooking. They state semifinals state last year. State semifinals last year, and that was not a – well, okay. A, I don't think it was a fluke. They're a really good team. And B, there's a good argument they're better this year. Bring back seven on both sides of the ball. Logan Addison is that dude. To, like, he is your classic two-way, two-way badass, mm-hmm. right? where he's like the best linebacker on the field in every game he plays, and he's also the best running back on the field in every game yeah. that he plays. They bring back Caleb Cook. Uh, the, the, Six foot three, 180 Good-looking dude. Yeah. As, he was awesome as a sophomore last year. Uh, they're going to be really good. Brazos Beck, who was the guy we were talking all about last year before like these other guys started emerging, mm-hmm. they've still got him back for his senior year. I don't know, man. This new home team looks like they are ready for their close. Yeah, and this here's the thing about new home. This is their last year in Division Two. Mm-hmm. They've got Division One numbers now, so we're talking Division One numbers in the football program, and especially in the trenches. I think that makes a difference. This, this is a this is a Division One team that's still in Division yeah. Two right now. A lot of growth in that part of Lubbock. They're they're moving up next realignment, so they're a team that that I'm very very high on. The 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 team that has been the real power in Region One for a lot of for the last you know for kind of time immemorial has been Wellington, and. They ain't going away. They're going to be really good as well. Greg Prophet and his boys. Carson Tarver, their quarterback, has mm-hmm. been very good. Their, their defense looks like it's going to be pretty good. And, and having that quarterback back in that wing T offense, I think is so important. Like, they're not going to throw the ball a million times, guys. But A, they can throw it because they've got him. And B, he's such an operator back there that – I think that Wellington has an opportunity. I think Wellington looks really good. And when you add in six starters back on defense, if you want to pencil them as the favorite in Region 1, I think you're within your rights, too. Sure. Those are the two teams. Then you get into Sunray. Me and Moore. I, I, I'm just, I'm an, un, I'm an unabashed, unafraid, unembarrassed Sunray stand. I, I think Sunray is a year. I, I think next in 2024, I think Sunray is regional, regional title. A regional okay. title can come out. Armando Lujan is just going to be a junior. Going to be a junior. And a lot of these kids are going to be juniors. So I, I think they're a year away. If there's from a true regional yeah. contention. If there's a sleeper here, I think you could talk me into like. I'll say this the coaches have been really high on Clarendon. Um, now, I, I know that Clarendon loses some key pieces. And, he lost a Division One yeah, player, Jamari Davis, yeah, they and lost, their coach. They lost their coach, and they lost Jamari Davis. That's a lot. 
But the coaches are not afraid. I mean, first of all, they're bringing in a ball coaching dude in Aaron Wampler. True. If you don't know Aaron Wampler, he was the head coach at Boys Ranch, which is the hardest coaching job in the state. One of them. I mean, on the very short list. And he took them to the stinking playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron Wampler is a ball ball coaching dude. I'm, I'm buying a small bit. I'm buying some stock in Clarendon, just a little bit, just a little bit, because I do think that that... I, that, I think they're the fourth best team. They're, they're probably the fourth best yeah. team in the region. I think that, that might be fair. Um, but anyway, it's probably New Homer Wellington to, in Region 1. Down in Region 2. Region 2 is where Albany lives. We talked about mm-hmm. Albany. We talked about how, how good they are, what a great story it was. However, there is a team that I think could really challenge... A couple teams within their, their own region that could really challenge them. We talked about Collinsville. Let's talk a little bit more about Collinsville because I'm, I'm ready to sound the alarm that Collinsville might be that team. 16 starters back from a regional. You know, last year was their, was their breakout year. They get all the way to the regional finals. Albany put it to them last year. Yes. But they've, and kind of like with New Home, Albany put it to New Home in the semifinals, but now they've been there. They know what it's like to play in this environment. I think they're going to be a year. They bring a ton back. And they got they got that experience. They've got they got that quarterback Logan Jenkins. Yeah. Man, he's he's fun to watch. He was a th- almost a thirty five hundred yard passer last year. He's a dude. They've got like he's got like his four top receivers back. Yeah, like the whole the skill talent at Collinsville is elite. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a matter of that. And where Albany dominated them, they, they just couldn't stop. They just could not yeah. match up in the trenches yeah. against Albany. They got bullied. That's the question. Can they match up in the trenches? Um, Wink is fascinating for. A variety of reasons. Mostly, what happens when you bring back 17 starters from a 12-win team, but also lose not debatably your very best player? Yeah, it's <laughs> and talking to Coach Gibson about it. You know, he he says we got a lot back, but we got a lot we got a lot of questions because because. You know, his son meant so much to that team last year. He was. Both, Cannon Gibson was all, so important. On to both sides of the ball. And, and you look at Wink, I mean, they 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 played Albany tougher than anyone this side of Mart in the playoffs last year. So they they were they they were a very, very strong team last year. So it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be an interesting case study to see how, how much that one guy at, at this level of two A division two means the team i'm pretty high on winthorst i was gonna say they, I, they they look like they're doing that thing again I, I would have been really high on archer city had they not been hurt by some off-season uh transfers mm-hmm. um so I, I mean archer city on paper looks great and they've but they lost two really key players um this off-season that's in at this at this level when you lose your two best players it's gonna really hurt you winthorst is that team that you're just like uh like are we are we gonna do it again? Where we're and like they, we we're like ah, don't worry about Winthorpe. They do they best sh- when they're, we're kind of like ah, don't worry. Yeah, about those don't worry guys. about them. Well, they, we are officially they're on our radar. Yeah. I'll say that. And and they gave Collinsville everything they wanted in that second round of the play, second round, third round, whatever it was, uh, the playoffs. Uh, keep an third eye, round, yeah. Keep an eye on 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 them as well. All right, over to Region Three. We talked. We kind of teased it. Mart has been the Division Three or Region Three chest. Murder, murder machine. Murder yeah, machine. Murder machine. I mean, yeah. they have not been challenged in Region 3. I think we did the math at some point that, like, they had not played. I, I mean, you you start talking. I'm going to see if I can find the last one-score game they played in Region 3. <laughs> you're, you're probably going to have to go. I mean, I don't think they've played. I mean, you may have to go back to their days in Region 2. Might be. You know, it's it's just been utter domination. Yeah. I think – and Mark brings back 13 starters from a state finalist team. And you got to start wondering – 
with Mart a little bit. They're, they've lost the last two state title games. Last year, Hurts, they, they were kind of universally the favorite, but I think it hurts yeah. less because I think when the game started and we, we went through about a quarter, we were like, man, we think Mart's in trouble. I think Mart just got beat by a better team. Yeah. The, the Winthorpe's lost in 2020 is the one that I think really sticks in the 20, in 2016 they lost in the regional semifinals to Crawford and that's the last yeah, time they, they were played. division one at that time yeah and that's that's the last time they played a regional playoff game closer than I'm seeing like 22 points yeah it's just been, it's been they've had dominant. they've not been challenged in in in, in the region and, and let me I'll just say this I don't think they're going to get challenged this year I do think the the region is better um, yeah you know, those Price two, Carlisle those two things can exist yeah. right the region can be better. And I think the gap will be closed. Yes. But I still think Mart is still they, head and shoulders above above the rest of the region. You know, Sims Bowie on paper looks great. I mean, they bring back 19 starters. Uh, you know, Price Carlisle brings a ton back. Tenaha brings a ton back. So I, I, I do think, you know, Love Lady brings quite a bit back. But again, those teams were so far behind Mart. I don't, and Mart brings enough back where I don't think that gap has closed significantly. Mart brings back JD Bell, their running back. They bring back their quarterback Jonah Ross. They bring back Monty Swanner, who was such a monster on, up front for them. Um, Abram Ross, the linebacker spot. Uh, Demontrell Medlock. Oh, they, they, got, they got a Medlock. They got a ton of dudes. They got a ton of dudes. They do lose Brandon Lundy, who is the big receiver on the outside. But this is a team that is out for some revenge because I think that I think that there has been some chatting around 2A Division 2 of like, oh, like, like when's the last time Mart did anything? Mm-hmm. Like, which is crazy because they played the state championship game last year. They played the state champion. No, they played in the semifinal the year before. Mm-hmm. They played the title game the year before that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's the, Mart, the bar is so high for them. The Mart, the, yeah, the, the bar is so high. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to talk about Region 3 because Mart does feel like the favorite and they have dominated. I agree that I think the gap is closing a little bit. <laughs> um, if you're looking for a sleeper that maybe you haven't thought about in a while, uh, I will buy a small bit of stock in Deweyville. I think Deweyville okay. has got an opportunity to make some noise. They got eight starters back on each side of the ball uh, from a team that I think went eight and four. Yeah, eight year. and four area area around. The yeah, playoffs. they were yeah. they were a good team last year. They bring back a, a fair amount, um, and and yeah, I, I think that you know they they run that slot T. You know how you feel about the slot T, mm-hmm. um, and and they've got that guy in CJ Milton who's kind of that 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 two-way that running back linebacker in a slot mm-hmm. t offense mm-hmm. that's so that yeah. tells you everything you need to know a 205 pound running back at 2a division two and then over to region four now you want to talk about the fireworks factory yeah region four here's a take region four is the most competitive it has been in eight years it's been, it's been pretty a competitive. Minute because for the most part, it's been like Fall City or like maybe Burton. Yeah, Burton. Yeah. Bur- when Burton t- with, ticks up. Yeah. When Burton ticks up. But it's like it's only those two teams. Mm-hmm. I think this is six deep. Yeah. Like, I love this region. I think I think we're going to get to the third round of the playoffs. Heck, sec- we're going to have a couple second round matchups. Yeah. But especially when we get to the third round of the playoffs, you're going to have some absolute slam bang affairs here i'm really excited about well, and this. there's three of them in in district 13 yeah now there's questions on a couple yeah granger loses a ton uh-huh. they only bring back three on both sides of the ball but steven brosh 40 under 40 coach has done a heck of a job there at granger got them to a regional final last year um did a great job um chilton 
you know, yeah. twelve and one lost to Burton seven to nothing. I think in the regional That's uh, a seven right. nothing game, seven nothing. But they bring back seven and seven. They have the fewest questions to me. Yes, Bremont on paper would have been the favorite to win, in my opinion, the region. But Braylon Wortham transferring to College Station. Yes, that that, that he was their guy. Like he was their everything last year yeah. on both sides of the ball. Six three one ninety. He's now at College Station. Yeah. Huge loss for Bremont, and a nice addition for College Station. Yes. Uh, so that that really knocks Bremont down a, a, a peg in my book. You got Burton, the re, the, yeah. the, the the defending regional champion. It's not like they don't they bring back fourteen yeah. starters, eight and six. I, I think Jason Hody's squad is 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 the team to beat. I think Fall City's going to be improved yeah. with with what they bring back. You can't count out Sabinall, who no. had a breakthrough year last year and played Fall City pretty. I think they lost to Fall City in the second round. Mm-hmm. Gave Fall City a pretty good game. So um, this is a deep region, a, a good region. Uh, um, it's better than it has been. You know, in the past, it's been Fall City or Burton. I think with the addition of those teams in District 13, it's made the region a lot more competitive. I think that's right. I think that, that we've kind of been waiting for the regional final of, of Region 4 for a while, but I think that the, the depth in the region is so much improved that you're going to have a really fun playoff push here. And and yeah, I think those top six teams, Bremont uh, in some order, Burton, Chilton, Bremont, Fall City, Granger, Sabinall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are six quality teams that I think would be within at least two scores of one another, but like would be, re- I think would be a really fun matchup. Any of those six. Um, and I think it's, I think you're right. And, and I'll tell you, you that district 13, those are going to be some high stakes mm-hmm. because of the improved depth. Those are going to be some high stakes district games because seating is going to matter. Absolutely. In a big way. Absolutely. So that's going to be, so region four is going to be a lot of fun. All right. Matt step. Let's go region by region. Give me your regional champions and your state championship pick. Uh, region one, give me new home. Okay. Region two, give me Albany. Okay. Region three, give me Mart. Mm-hmm. And in region four, give me Chilton. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> and your state championship game. New home over Mart. What? Gonna go new home. That's my wow. that's my that's, sleeper. That's your your darling. Yeah, I'm I'm big new home guy this year. Give me the new. I think New Home's going to pull the upset on Albany in the semifinals. Wow! And carry it in the state state championship game and knock off Mart. I'm going to go with. Oh, I hate picking this Wellington. Um, I'm going to go with New Home in Region One. I'm going to go with Albany in Region Two. I'll go with Martin Region Three. I'm going to go with Burton in Region 4. Okay. I'm going to go with Burton in Region 4. Same four semifinals. Same four semifinals. Same state championship game. Okay. Same state championship result. We're just – we're Xeroxing it. Running it back. We're running it back. Same four semifinalists. I like Albany over Mart in a closer game, but the thing that impressed me the most last year was Albany was not faster than Mart, but they were as fast. They were fast enough. Yeah, they were fast enough. And then they were they were winning up front in a, in a big enough way yes. that I think that that's what what did it. And if they were to meet again, I think Albany goes back to back. Okay, but I do love your your chaos pick of state champion New Home. Chaos, love that. All New, right, New Home's playing six man n- not that long ago. That's oh, yeah, they're, gro- they're growing that they fast. They are growing to two A Division One, Matthew, where you may remember. But the team that won the two A Division One state champion state championship last year was another 
First time state champion. The big country was dominant in it 2A. It was. And the Holly Bearcats, Mitch Abel's squad, goes 16-0. and They romp to a state championship victory. Um, 54-28 to in a mm. game that honestly wasn't that close in the second half. Yeah, it was, a, they, it was dominant. They took control of that game. And yet, they and, – and to be clear, there is a lot to like about this team. I think Hawley has some dudes coming back that are going to be worth the price of admission. Deontay Ramon is back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, who's the other? Who's the other Chandler Myers. Chandler Myers. They are going to have a couple of weapons that a lot of the uh, a lot of the other teams don't have. However, they also have some questions. I think, especially on the defensive side, their defense got hit hard by graduation, and they are going to need to some young guys to step yep. up. They, they lost seven starters on defense. They need some young guys to step up in a hurry. The the depth is not there like it was last no. year. No, no, no. Their depth is not as good. No. Uh, a lot more younger guys are going to be relying. I on. think line's going to be okay, and the receiver and the, 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 the skill position talent yeah. is excellent. Quarterback Keegan Abels, yes. coach's kid, he's going to be fine taking over at quarterback. Yes. I, I think the big loss here is Austin Compton. Yes, the running back. He was such a difference maker. They were when, so he got he he didn't play in the state championship game uh, in twenty twenty one. They got there, but they 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 were they were you could tell they were a different ball club yes. with him. You know, two hundred ten pound running back battering battering you, and then you had those two guys outside, and they had a couple of other kind of slot he was, guys. He was such a hammer for them. Yeah. So I don't get me wrong. I think Hawley's still the favorite in Region One. And we'll, but we'll talk. There, it's there, the gap's closed mm-hmm. uh, with, with some other good teams in this region. Region one's very good in two A Division one. There are two teams above them in our rankings because they are number three. Mm-hmm. The two teams above them, number two, is Timpson. Mm-hmm. The Timpson Bears, the uh, the state semifinals from a year ago, um, and they are loaded. They bring back nineteen starters. Yeah. Uh, one of those starters. I think he counts on both sides. Yeah, because he plays both sides. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, is uh, the reigning Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Terry Bussey. Now, quick update. Terry Bussey was injured in the offseason. Yes, he tore his meniscus. He tore his meniscus. Mm-hmm. From what we have gathered here at our news gathering agency, Tep and Step News Network, mm-hmm. uh, the hope is that he will be ready to go week one. They ex- I actually have an update. Okay, we go I to spoke, I spoke to Coach Thurwanger at coaching school oh, about yeah. Terry Bussey. And? And rehab has gone well. He's a, He is ahead of schedule. The quote that he gave me was interesting was, Terry, he said, he, he said that Terry feels better now than he has in any time of his high school career. I, I think this knee issue has kind of been nagging mm-hmm. since like middle school. But it's not been bad enough to where you know he can yeah, play yes. through it. Well, because the other thing, and the other thing about him, and and when you're at two a two a, you're playing football. You're going straight to basketball, and then immediately to basketball, and then immediately to track, yeah. and then it's football off season. Yeah. Like he so, probably has not. This is the first time he's probably stopped. Yeah, in five years, probably. And so, <laughs> you know, I think that's bad news. Now I'm I'm going to be interested to see how they handle Bussy and his workload. Especially against a tough non. Timpson plays a good non district schedule. Uh-huh. They're opening with Burkeville. I think they play Beckville. Beckville, not Burke. Burkeville's in 6 8. Beckville. They would beat Burkeville. They would. And they'll probably beat Beckville. We were at that game last year. We were. Um, I think they play Dangerfield. Like they play a really good yeah. non district schedule. I'll be interested to see how they manage uh, Bussy because, the, you know, they've played 15 games three straight years. Now, here's the thing 
we're going to talk a lot about Terry Bussey because Terry Bussey, the official stance of Tep and Step, is awesome. He, he is awesome. He's not the only player they got. No, they got another guy, another Division One guy. They got Vosky Howard, yeah. who would be the who would be the superstar on any other team in two A, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe with the exception of a couple, like Rafiriov's got Ernest Campbell, but like JJ Garner, Tyler Lane, they have got dudes. Like this is not a one man show. Absolutely they have not. nineteen starters back from last year's team. That was that was a field goal away from playing in the state championship. Yeah, I mean they took they took Rafirio to the mat. I mean it was a great game. Rafirio pulled it out late, but that was a that was a. You know, toss-up game in the semifinals. But they are not number one, Matthew, because that's the team that lost the state championship mm-hmm. last year, the Refurio Bobcats. Refurio um, brings back – Refurio last year, kind of kind of uncharacteristic – not uncharacteristic, but, but, but strange of um, Jason Herring. I always think of Refurio as having a ton of juniors and seniors. seems like every year they've got a ton of juniors and seniors. This year, like last year, there's a real argument to be made that Refurio was a year early, that they arrived a year early. Yeah, and remember, we we were – there were a lot of people, and I think probably us included, were, were, were throwing some dirt on Refurio. Okay. Remember, they got, they got blown out by uh, Hitchcock in the season opener. Yeah. Now, Hitchcock. Hitchcock turned out to be a really good team in 3A Division One, two divisions ahead of them. But there were some, there were some concerns about Refurio. Yeah, there were. Well, the concerns led them to AT&T Stadium, where it didn't go well. To be clear, it did not go well, and um, Jason Herring let the— and They beat Shiner twice last year. Le- uh, they sure did. They beat—they uh, beat, <laughs> they beat uh, um, Doug—not Doug, uh, Doug Dalton Brooks Dalton twice. Brooks twice. Yeah. Um, and then they beat Terry Bussey. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think they just ran into a better team. Like, they Holly did. was a more complete team. They I don't were. think there's really—now, Refurio also put the ball on the ground— Five they, they didn't help themselves. No, they didn't. But, but. they're the better. Now, they are experienced. They've got 17 starters mm-hmm. back. They are they are the fastest team in 2A Division One. Top to bottom, yeah. Top to bottom. They also have the single fastest player in Ernest Campbell. That's do. not debatable, by the way. No. It's he ran 10-2-2 in the 100. Yes. Uh, just commit to A&M. They are loaded. And so that top three is going to be fun. I do think that's, with all due respect to some of the teams we'll talk about, I do think that's where it stops. I yeah. think when you take a two eight three, one, and then, and then it's the field, mm-hmm. in my opinion. We'll go to region one. Region one is the uh, is where Holly lives, mm-hmm. and we are. I'm, I'm a believer in Holly. I think that they've got they've got the the skill talent coming back. You mentioned you think the gap is closed. Mm-hmm. Who among the, the the field in region one has you thinking as the the biggest threat to Holly? Uh, I really like Sonora. Mm-hmm. You know, Jaime Boutron, the quarterback's back. They bring back 16 starters from a team that went 10-3, and three, lost to Hawley in the regional semifinals last year. I think they're primed to take a big step forward this year. Don't know if they're ready to challenge Hawley, especially in the trenches, but I think uh, Sonora's a team to keep an eye on. Stratford's going to be in the mix. Yes. You know, they've got uh, Bryce Braden back, the the – Massive quarterback linebacker there at Stratford. They lost to Cisco in a real dogfight in the second round last year. They went eleven and one. They bring back five and five. They should be they should be in the mix. Um, in 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 Holly's own district, you would think, oh, Cisco is a team to watch out for. Watch out for Stanford. Mm-hmm. Stanford's got a really really good junior class. Now the question for Stanford, they bring back eight starters on both sides of the ball, eighteen Letterman. They only graduated nine seniors. But Stanford, Stanford had a late coaching change. Mm-hmm. Britt Hart left, went to Granbury to be an assistant coach. I think he's the offensive coordinator at Granbury. 
they bring back Wayne Hutchison, who was the coach when they went to three straight state championship games uh, about 10 years ago and won two of them. Hutchison runs a vastly different offense than what Britt Hart runs. So I'm interested to see how Stanford adjusts from going from the wing tee to a more power spread offense. But Stanford, I think, is a real sleeper to keep an eye on because of the talent they have coming back. I think District 1 is going to be a lot of fun. Stratford, Panhandle, Farwell. That that top good three, trio there, yeah. that's a really mm-hmm. nice trio of teams mm-hmm. that I think are going to challenge one another. That um, again, I think Stratford's the favorite, but like it wouldn't be a stunner if Panhandle beat them. It wouldn't be a stunner if Farwell beat them. Like those teams are close enough. I think Reed District One's going to be going to be fun. Um, New Deal's interesting. New Deal went nine and four last year. They were their district champions. I do think that they are the beneficiary of a um, a weak district. At least compared to them, yes, the I think they're, the, they're pretty clearly the best team in District Two, yeah. but they bring back enough to have me intrigued. That they've like, I've got some concerns about depth. I've got some concerns about size, but mm-hmm. they they bring back enough. And oh, Claude Mathis is calling me. I wonder what he wants. Um, that I think, like they got a sophomore quarterback that uh, in, in Dallas Summer that I am interested to see if he's able to take that next step. They had freshman quarterback last year, mm-hmm. took his lumps, interested in that. In, consider me interested in New Deal. That's where I'm at. I, 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 I'm interested in the rest of the district. I think the rest of the district yeah. is all improved. Look at what Post has coming back. Post they, they struggled last year. They bring back everyone. Second year of a head coach. Not saying Post is going to be a regional title contender or anything, but I think Post is going to be a lot better. Floyd Davis should be a lot better. That district's going to be fun. I think to watch. Sundown's going to be better too. Yeah, it's, like, it's all, a good. It's a better all those, district. All than those teams think. kind of had dis- ugly records, but I think that the 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 tide is rising. They're all they all bring back a ton. To Region Two we go. Region Two is the one region we haven't touched on yet. There's mm-hmm. no region. I also think it is the region with the biggest split between the top two teams mm-hmm. and the rest of the field. The top two teams, in some order, are Crawford and Toller. Correct. Those are the two teams. That's it. Like, yeah. those are the two teams that I would be honestly pretty surprised if anyone else won that region. Yeah, the gap between those two and everybody else last year was pretty, pretty wide. Now, that gap's narrowed because yes. Toller and Crawford were hit hard by graduation. Toller, I think, will bounce back better from that than Crawford will because Toller's got numbers. Toller's probably this is they're probably their two A swans on. They're probably headed to three A mm-hmm. in the next realignment. And Toller brings back their their best player in Peyton Brown, the running back. He's a bad dude. Yeah. Do you know he's run for Coach? Put this on his questionnaire. He's run for forty one. Th- Pick, Pickles even by the way. Bye Pickle. Bye Pickle. She's waving. Um, she, she waved. She ran for uh, Peyton Brown has run for forty one hundred yards and seventy seven touchdowns his last two years. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, he's just a junior. He's put up huge numbers. He's going to put up one hundred and fifty touchdowns in his career. Yeah, I mean <laughs> six two two twenty. Yeah. He's a big dude. Hard hard to, hard to slow down and, and. But Crawford, like Crawford, had the answer last year because like because Crawford, that's what's so interesting about this region, especially about those two teams, is. If you put them together, they are both two teams that want to play the exact same way, which is we want to run the ball at you and we want to knock your freaking lights out. Yeah. And Crawford was good enough last year to to slow Peyton Brown down enough and Toller didn't have an answer. They didn't have a plan B. Yeah. Yeah, that was the difference. Last year, Holly, when they played Crawford in the semifinals, Holly had a plan B and plan C. Toller didn't. Yeah. So that, that was the difference. Now, Crawford was hit really hard. I think they bring back seven starters total, three on offense, yeah. four on defense. They lose Breck Chambers, who was yeah. such – he was such like a, a 
such a leader for that team. Yeah. Um, I think that's it's, that's going to be big. But they, 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 they do get back Brady Ward, who missed most of last year with an injury. That will help them a lot. And that'll help that them. Some, I still think it, it puts them one, two. I, I think yeah. this is, I think, I, I think the gap, you know, you, you know, Marlin, Maybe. they won the region 2021, but they got just dominated, handled so easily by Toller. It's hard for me to think Marlin. like a 50-point game. <laughs> yeah. I'll say the team, this, if you're looking for a sleeper, watch out for Axtell. Mm. Craig Horn in his second year got them going late in the year. They went. They ended up. They ended up going eight and three. Lost in the first round, of, uh, second round of the playoffs. They bring back seven starters on both sides of the ball. That's that's kind of my. If you're looking for like a, a team to dream on, uh, Axtell is kind of that team to dream on. My sleeper falls in that same category. It's Hamilton. Bulldogs uh, got hot late. They did. They went seven. They had a seven and six record last. Snuck year. into the playoffs, but but got hot late. Um, and they bring back a lot. Second year under coach Brian Marwitz. Um, they have a ton coming back, and especially they're going to be pretty good up front. And I think that, look, they're going to have to deal with Toller. I'm not mm-hmm. here telling you they're going to beat Toller. What I'm saying is I think they're the second best team in that district. Okay. And got them over Coleman. I think I've got them over Coleman. Uh-huh. I really like – like they're the team to dream on, in my opinion, is, is, is Hamilton. Um, okay. On to Region 3. And uh, why don't we just do – I mean – no, I can't say that. I was going to say – why don't we just book uh, a, a, re- a return uh, visit for Timpson and Beckville in the in the <laughs> regional final? They mean I think I'm doing the math in my no like, Timpson. Uh, it was Timpson and Cooper last yeah, year Timpson in the regional Cooper final. Last year. I, was, I was I was in Linda. I was yeah, because Beckville game. got beat by Joaquin. Yeah, um, Cooper turned around and beat Joaquin. Yes, they did. Um, okay, so we talked about Timpson. We've gone on and on about Timpson. Beckville week one is going to be a really interesting measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember last year we were there. They took it to they took it to them. Yeah, they jumped um, on them early, and, and Beckville kind of couldn't, couldn't couldn't respond. But yeah. Beckville's loaded; like they are bringing back a ton. Bring back nine and nine, including Jacoby Williams. Yeah, who's that guy? They also got is a he court- committed to Texas Tech. Is he a Texas I Tech commit? Okay, um, he is going to be a three year captain for them. They've also got a quarterback they like, Kalen Castles, who's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they get Will Boggs back from injury. This is a really good team. That again. If they weren't in the same region as Timpson, we would be saying all the things we say about Timpson about Beckville. Hey, look at this team. They've got an unbelievable te- They've got an unbelievable uh, uh, individual playmaker. Uh, hey, look at this team. They're much more than just that individual playmaker. Mm-hmm. But Beckville does live in the same region as them. I do think that that gap has closed a little bit, maybe. But I also think that Timpson's probably gotten a little better. And, and oh, the yeah. experience it's hard got. to not be better with 19 starters. Back. I mean, that's the thing is that for Beck, like for Beckville, it's got to be frustrating. Like I, I really do because it's these like, are their best teams they've ever had, and Timpson's just been Timpson's beaten them in Timpson beat them in the regional final in, in 2020 and 21. Timpson's just on that same trajectory. Yeah, like they they're 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 both really good. Timpson's a little bit better, and they've just been like they're they're peaking and troughing at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting. Uh, but they, those are far from the only two teams in this This region. is a loaded region. This region's really good. Five of the top 12, six of the top 15 are mm-hmm. here, including, would you like some Cooper stock? They were great last year, 13-1. and one. Uh, They bring back most. Now, they, they took some heavy defensive losses, but that they had a three-headed monster at running back with three guys over 1,000 yards. I think they bring back... Two of the three? All three? I uh, believe two of the uh, – Cannon Ingram's back. He was a 1,500-yard rusher. Uh, Markel Smith is back. He was a 1,000-yard rusher. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, two of the three. Yeah, and well, then yeah, two of the three. The Finney kid was like eight ninety. Finney was eight. Yeah, Finney kid ran for almost a thousand. Like they are loaded, and that that flex bone pistol offense. It's it's, tough, and it's tough to stop. It's tough to stop. They they gave Timpson fits for about a half. Yes. In, the, in that regional final, they they were they gave Timpson a lot. A, a team that I love in this district is Honeygrove. Yes. You want to talk? Yes. They've got a kid. Um, the the Morris kid, uh, Rylan Morris, mm-hmm. sophomore, burner. Yeah, the, he's probably the second fastest kid in the state behind Ernest Campbell. Honeygrove brings back twenty-one starters from a nine and three team. Honeygrove is going to be really good. We didn't even mention Centerville. Centerville was a team that was a ten-win team a year ago, mm-hmm. regional semifinalist. They bring back twelve starters, and they're going to be really good up front. They're going to be yeah. really good up front, which is which may in fact be a coin of the realm around here. Um, and then there's not even mention a team like Garrison. I love Garrison pushed Timpson last yeah. year. They gave Timpson all they wanted in district play. Them and them and Joaquin both pushed Timpson. And Joaquin was gutted by graduation. Yeah. Uh, there's a typo in the magazine. Yeah. They, they did not bring back 114 Lettermen. I can assure you of that. How sure are you? <sighs> but the other, so here's the they're, other. Thing. Their enrollment's 207. Well, if they bring you, back 114 Lettermen, man, we got them. Who Joaquin? Yeah. yeah. Somebody called UIL. There's also an error. Let me just continue to call on a foul here because somebody emailed me. They said because I believe we've got Garrison. We've got Garrison two Joaquin three in that district right yeah. we have it we have them transposed in the rankings in the state rankings mm-hmm. uh, we have Garrison Garrison is supposed to be 15th and Joaquin is supposed to be unranked technically I think like 26th or yeah, so like yeah. right off the range Gar- so Garrison's going to be our, there's our calling your own foul yeah, Gar- Garrison's going to be really good this region is, is like like Centerville and Cork and Camden there in District 12 like we're not even talking about them this year because the, the rest of the region is it so is. strong it really so if to get into our computer rankings you have got 13 of the top 50 here Okay, including you've got you've got uh, nine of the top thirty. That's I crazy. mean, it's a really really good region. So then, what's so interesting, Matthew? I'm old enough to remember when Region Three was a snooze fest, and Region Four was what everybody wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm old. We were, might have been doing this podcast yeah, when that yeah, happened, not that long ago. Yeah. And now Region Three is the deep, dangerous. Oh man, mm-hmm. which of these teams is going to have an opportunity to play for a state championship? And Region Four feels like—I mean, it's a little it, bit of a snooze fest. Doesn't it feel like fate accompli? Doesn't I, it feel? Would it be? Let me ask you a question. Would it shock you if anyone other than Refurio won Region Four? Yes, it would. This year, because like now, the, the now can anybody get past Refurio to get? You know, can Region Three get past Refurio? Re, region Three is unquestionably deeper. Correct. But is, only one of them plays them plays them in the semifinal, and they got to get past Refurio. And yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I, I would be I'd be stunned if anyone this side of Refurio won Region, region Four. And it's because you know it's just the timing of things. Shiner is going to hit a down spot. They 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 lost a ton, um, that, including that, Dalton Brooks. <laughs> yeah, they bring back a lot. They'll be good up front. They'll be solid. You know, twenty-two Letterman, but they don't have they don't have a guy who can take the top off a of defense. No. They're gonna be a very plodding team yeah. this year, and I, I just don't think Shiner's gonna have enough firepower to get past Refurio. And it used to be like a three-headed monster. It used to be Shiner, Refurio, and Mason. Right? Mm-hmm. Mason has just kind of they haven't been bad. They're good. They're good last year, nine and three, yeah. like by all measures. But like, they have not been that state championship caliber team. Like they played like like they played Shiner in the second round of the playoffs, and like we were just like. We didn't even notice. It. Yeah, Shiner's like, going to roll. Shiner's yeah. going to roll them, and, and they did. They beat them by twenty-four or something. Yeah. Um, the team that I'm interested in, and again, Refurio's the favorite. We've talked about that. Refurio's the favorite. But Three Rivers, Three Rivers brings back twenty starters mm-hmm. from a team that went 
into, that played at the second round of the playoffs. They got a kid named Derek Lancaster that at this level is really underrated, really, really good player. Um, he, he had 20, 21 touchdown catches last year at the 2A level. That's, for a receiver, that's impressive. I, there was I'll a, say this. Yeah. It would not shock me if Three Rivers upset Shiner this year and finished second in district. I'm not going to pick it, yeah. but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, Shiner lost to, to Three Rivers. No, that, that wouldn't shock me at all. What's so interesting is that we are pretty down on Flatonia even though they made it to the regional semifinals last mm-hmm. year. Now, they got throttled by Shiner, and then they kind of got throttled by graduation. They lose a lot of their skill guys. And lost like, their coach, too. Lost their coach. That's going to be a big question. Mm-hmm. But Flatonia, if you're talking about recent success, they've been that team. They were they were really good last they year. Kind of, you can book them into the third round. Right. But this year does feel like they've got a lot to replace, including the guy with the headset on. A little bit, little bit yeah. of retooling. This, this might be a chance for a, you know, a team like Thorndale or, or yeah. Hearn. To, to jump up and, and, and get past them. Even, even that district, keep an eye on Weimer this year. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be a lot better. They bring back 10 starters on both sides of the ball. Second year under head coach Wade Griffin. That Brazos Valley, like kind of greater Brazos Valley They'll district. They'll be better. I'm not be saying Weimer's going to be, you know, it's regional. Be a fun district. But I, I could see Weimer jumping up and getting third or fourth in that district. So now, Matthew, we've reached the, uh, the, the critical moment yes. where you have to tell me who you think is going to win each region sure. and then win the state championship at 2A Division One. All right. In Region 1, I'm going to go with Hawley. Okay. Region 2, I'm going to go Toller. Okay. Region 3, I'm going to go Timpson. Okay. Region 4, I'm going to go Refurio. Okay. And your state championship? I think – and maybe I, – I picked this matchup last year. It didn't happen. I got half of it right. Uh, I think Timpson gets it done. Wow. Region 3 breaks through. Eventually, Region 3 is going to beat Region 4. And why not the best player in region – in the state, Terry Bussey, leading – Finally leading to – I mean, this is uh, – remember when Longview won it? We said it was a take it to their effing grave year. This is yeah. – This is the take it to your effing grave year for Timpson. It's it's now or never. It really is. There's not there, – Timpson will be good after Terry Bussey leaves, but this is this is it. They're never going to have a transcendent talent like no, this. No, no. Uh, Furio seems to always churn it out. Yeah. You know, and I think this is the – so give me Timpson over Hawley in a classic state championship game. Region one, I'm gonna go with Winters. I'm kidding. I'm gonna go with Holly. <laughs> Shout out the Blizzards, though. Hope yeah. you guys bounce back this year. Brady Keen coach there at one point. Region two, I am gonna go with Toller. Although it makes me nervous to pick against Crawford, like because we think they're gonna get to a regional final, it makes me nervous to pick against them in a, in a mm, regional mm, final because they're so good. the The longer they stay in the playoffs, the, the they harder get. they are to get out. Yeah, so that's what, the only thing that makes me nervous. But I will take Toller. I'm going to go with Timpson in Region 3, and I'm going to go with Refurio in Region 4, and I am going to go with the Jason Herring Revenge Tour on a Wednesday night. I think that uh, I think that I'm going to go with Refurio to beat Hawley in a state championship, okay. although it also wouldn't surprise me if Toller ends up there. We're going to hear Jason Herring complain all week about playing on Wednesday night. I know. <laughs> I know we are. We're going to hear it all week. Um, but that's what I like. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Refurio getting a little bit of revenge on uh, Hawley because I think the moment won't be too big for them. Okay. But you're you go. going back to back repeat matchups in 2A. Now you got a, re, the re, results reversed in one, but you got yeah. the same I do. same four teams playing. I do. I'm okay. boring. What can I say? Now I've got some got some heat coming in some of these. You got some takes in the other classifications? Okay. All right. All right. But that's a podcast. 
for another day. Oh, what a tease. What a pro. That's going to do it for us on this punishingly long episode of Tough and Stuff. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next time soon on your podcast feed Thursday. Thursday. Thursday.